here, Foxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast. Coming to you a little bit earlier than normal due to some schedule conflicts, but coming to you happier than we have been in a long time. I, as always, am your host, Matt Folks, joined today by two of my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Jason Becker in New York City. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I couldn't wait to to, uh, to get this going, this episode going. Um, didn't want to hold it in anymore. The positivity is oozing out of every pore and orifice of my body right now. Yeah, I know, man. I was ready to be loud and proud, just like the KP sounded after that wonderful little swinger from Timmy Castagne. But we will get into that. We are also joined by our fellow co-host, Mr. Jim Harris, down in Houston, the Texas Fox. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? Um, good to see you. And like Jason, super excited to talk about a game where, hey, we won. And But not only did we win, but I think the style and manner that we played was just, you know, proper football, attacking, no fear. Well, maybe some fear in the first half, but not in the second half. And then I think we ended up really strong and kicking on into into the next couple of massive games that we've got coming. Yeah, I think yeah, the word yeah. that I wanted I would use is responded because it would have been very easy for us to just tuck our tail between our legs, Jason. Yeah, and normally this season we've had to rely on Chris for for any ounce of optimism and he's running the scenes producing the show behind behind the scenes uh today. But I think all three of us uh, will be able to to um, feed off of the positive energy that emitted from uh, Philbert Way. And um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a very happy uh, next uh, you know half hour, 40 minutes or so from, from all of us. Yeah, definitely. When we talk to Chris uh, to get the, the show started off, he's got some stuff going on at home, uh, delivery or something that he needs to be there for. But he was already smiling ear to ear. And I can tell you, as someone that was in the bar with him yesterday, uh, we were smiling ear to ear uh, after that one. So the positivity was there. Um, man, I think it first off, just to see the lineup that came out, guys, and you, you get an idea that Dean, Dean's uh, Blue and White Army uh, ain't fucking around. We had very, very strong uh, Great Escape vibes going on with Doc and Nacho and Vards all starting in the lineup. And my brain immediately went back to the uh, Yezhoa, Vardy, and Nuge days. Um, I don't know about you guys, but what did you think, Jason, when you saw that right off the bat just explode off the page? Yeah, Dean Smith's Kamikaze Foxes is, you know, <laughs> what I thought of. Like, it was, uh, you know, with the news of Madison being being ill, you know, Barnes still not being fit, to, to just go all out like that, I think, was a really bold move by the new man in charge. And, um, it, I, you know, it was like one of those things where Wolves have been pretty sorry in front of goal for most of this season. So it's like, you know, screw up, screw it, just lay it down before the match even starts and just let them know if you're going to win this game, you're going to have to outgun us. And we don't think that you have the, um, the artillery to do so. I saw somebody on Reddit um, <laughs> said that it was Dino dynamism versus Brendan ball, Jim. And uh, yeah, what an exciting lineup. Uh, obviously sucks to not have matters who was uh, sick with illness. And obviously, yeah, Harvey still hurt 
but you got to be i mean looking at that lineup that's that's pretty awesome to see oh absolutely i think like back to ranieri's raf days where he you know he wanted people bombing on and he clearly went with pace there's a lot of talk in the week of hey let's play two up top let's play you know we've got to play in acho is body you know up for the task and you know daca needs a look in maybe after the last couple of weeks for body but i actually thought it was jamie's best game for us for a long time maybe back even to that last wolves game when we played them earlier in the season when he got on the score sheet um but i i think you know they really played all well together as as it was really clear that smith wanted to stretch the play play a bit more on the counter attack um, we let Wolves kind of have possession. We sucked them in. We maybe let them have a bit too much possession in the first half an hour. But I think from then on, it was it was all us. And it, it really it really showed the, the positivity that Dean Smith and his team, Shaky and John Terry, I'm not gonna, I can't call him JT, sorry. It's not, he's not quite my, our own yet. But a, a kind of instilling in the players and the fight that they've put into that into that squad that could have potentially capitulated yeah um i think the one question mark that most people had was you know well the two question marks were should vardy be playing and i think he he proved that he does still belong out there we saw some some vintage vards moments um and then um should samari's name be up beyond the team sheet and that's another player i think that has a lot to prove uh, and we know that the talent is there and damn i think he, he really um did a hell of a job uh yesterday and and then Jim, you know, just kind of having to mess around with the with the lineups probably so late. I'm I'm not sure that they um had planned going into the weekend to play this kind of setup, but it says a lot about the character of the of the squad. Um uh, that players were willing to go in and and play in maybe uncomfortable positions and and take on additional responsibilities like DACA being one of those players really playing as a, as a midfielder for, for most of the game. But the, the will is there. The fight is there. Um, the, the crowd certainly um, was behind the boys from, from the very beginning. And uh, it was very reassuring to see. And I think everyone now um, is uh, going into these next, you know, two games, especially, but then the rest of the season with a lot more optimism. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think the other thing is, Jason, there were question marks over Victor Christensen last week as well. He got mm -hmm. subbed off. Um, I think it clearly showed that he's better as a fullback in a back four than he is a is a wing back um, because he didn't cover himself in glory. He had a, look. He had a tough. You know, Man City's right midfield is probably you know up there with the best in the world, if not the best. So, but he had a torrid time, and for him to kick on and put in a shift as well, and. I was also personally quite surprised around like fast over um suitor because mm, yeah, yeah. you've sort of seen that fast has got an error in him we know kags has got the odd error but um he's been imperious in the last two games that he's come back and he's really holding that team together and i think like the back four as a as a unit played fantastically well i think you know obviously timmy got the gets the headlines with his goal but Fast put in some amazing blocks. Cags was just marking the back line. He carried the ball forward progressively. That that play when he kind of did his old school 
shuffling and, and pushing the player off the ball. So, you know, we just went out for a goal kick when we were under pressure. It was great to see. Yeah, fastened uh, Cags, Pantene Pro-V, as we can oh, call yeah. them. I mean, those two, I don't know. <laughs> what a connection. Um, and I was going to throw, you know, Cags in, in there. You were speaking about two players stepping up. And, you know, he played amazing last week. But to come in then uh, the next week again when – Lots of us are saying, can he do it two weeks in a row? Was this only a fuck you Brendan performance? But then to see him put it in again, dude, it was just incredible. The dude is just on a different level, Jason. Yeah, man. And we all really like Cags. Like, Lester fans love this guy. We know what he can do. We, he, he was a PFA player of the year, a, a team of the year player. He's got a bit of nastiness in him. He's great on the ball. If he can stay focused... On, on what he's doing and rein in that aggression when needed, he is an elite defender. There's there's no if ends or buts about that. Kagalar Soyonchu, Kagalar Soyonchu is a hell of a player, man. And you know it makes you wonder a bit. I mean, obviously, I want to kind of be positive and 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 go forward here, but you know, it really makes you wonder what the hell was going on behind the scenes between him and Rogers. And you know, if there's one. One thing that you know, Rogers, he he's gotten he got the best out of Madison and and players like that. Harvey Barnes has produced um, at, at a great clip while when he's healthy for us, but he does sure seem to kind of ruin defenders. <laughs> and you know, how have we been sit, playing this whole season where everything is going wrong, and we've just kept Soyuncu on the bench all year. And every time he's had to come out and actually play for us this year, he's done a hell of a job. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Whether he's going to stay with us this year or whether he's leaving, he had to come in after not playing games for however long it was and yeah. and play against Man City the first time he was brought back into the lineup earlier this year um, by, by Brendan. Had to do it again last game and then comes in – this game and just runs the damn show and just completely shuts down Wolves Wolves um, attack. The how, how do you have a player like this and you're facing relegation in the face and you don't want to use him? Like swallow your pride, man. Yeah. Uh, whoever you know, whatever you were doing, Brendan. Like it's just like I just don't understand it. And, and Dean Smith. Deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he knows how good Soyuncu is. He saw what kind of player um, Soyuncu is in, in, in training. And he immediately communicated his faith in, in Soyuncu. He's been positive about him to the media, which Rogers certainly wasn't. And it just shows like how important it is to get your players on your side and swallow your pride in this business and do what you need to do to get results. And damn it, Dean Smith did. Yeah, you did. Samari did. All of these players that have been out, you know, left out in the wilderness, stepped stepped up, and played great games. Yeah, you can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at the substitutions and the and the lineups that he's putting together. You know, I don't want to talk about Brendan any more than we absolutely have to, but just the passion that Dean is showing on the sidelines, screaming at a ref. How good is it to see him, oh, your manager so screaming a fucking referee again, you guys? Like, just a that little was, bit. That was 
better than any kind of passing, you know, intricate passing play that, that, that the side <laughs> made. It was really good to see. The guy gets it, man. He really gets it. You know, it's he not really just does. about Go ahead. it's about getting everyone, you know, behind you and, and fighting together. And I mean, this sounds very Jesse Mars, very American of me, but um, to, to speak like that. But uh, Smith gets it, man. He, he and everywhere he goes, uh, for the most part, his players love playing for him. You can tell already, you guys. I mean, we'll talk about the post whistle stuff that happened post whistle, but I, I, I have not seen Yuri smile like that since FA Cup final like his passion after the match and he didn't have we'll talk about his match but he's got the boys fired up jim and there's no doubt about that absolutely um you can just see from the presses from the from the training sessions just from the way he's out on the pitch you know encouraging you could they, every close up he was talking to a player and giving them some advice or giving them some tips on what to do, but in a positive manner that wasn't overly complicated, overly thought through. It was just, you know, Hey, you know, Patson push on, do this, you know, do this, move the ball quicker. You know, that was it. It was, he trusted his players to execute, but he encouraged them and he, and he helped from the sideline. And again, I think he adapted when things were not quite going as well as it could be. And he saw where we need to make, you know, in-game changes at a time where, you know, it would make a difference to the game as well. So, yeah, it, you know, it's... super impressed with, you know, the couple of games. And just looking at Cags, he's not he, – the last game he started before the Man City was against Gillingham in the FA Cup. He then got eight minutes against Villa, but the but he, hadn't, he didn't start a game before that until the end of October when we played Man City last time. So the guys had – Three Premier League starts. He's played more games for Turkey this season than he's played for us. And captain as well, captain of Turkey yeah. when he did play. Come through and you know, as Jason said, it's just so impressive that I think just at a level of professionalism and commitment to be able to keep yourself physically and mentally sharp to be able to step back in is is astounding. And he well, looks like he did that, you know, the, the seasons when we were coming fifth and he did get, you know, in that in that Premier League team. But, you know, let's hope he continues. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Like, if put yourself in Dino's shoes. Like, the guy, it's it's almost like a video game where you're on level one and you find a super powerful weapon hidden in a back room. And it's like, all right, well, I'll just use this the rest of this level. Because the fact that he's just sitting on the bench waiting there, like, yeah, I'm, I'm available to play coach. It's pretty insane. And, yeah, tapping into uh, what older players have is something that we've also seen um and we spoke a little bit about it earlier but yeah uh vintage old jamie vardy made an appearance this week guys and um it was coming as a direct connection of ian nacho just putting him through and we've we talked about that nacho vardy connection and the fruits of the the labor that we've seen those two put in before and and we were hoping that we might see it and damned if we didn't see it this week a couple more than a few times and the biggest one of course is when uh vardy does his patented tap around the goalkeeper uh, nacho puts him through vardy taps it around laces through um gets taken down and then nacho does the rest and puts away the penalty but man it's good to see him doing vintage vardy things isn't it jason it is it is um he really um 
just had the keeper in, in two minds there, which is what Vardy does when, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of judge his pace when he, when he attacks a through ball. Um, and, and that happened there. And it was, uh, how many times have we seen that over the years? And um, it's great to see that, you know, he still has that in the bag. Maybe shaky, uh, helping him wake some stuff up, Jim. Uh, what do you think it could be helping Vardy uh, remember himself? Yeah, I, I totally. And I think after that, that chance or that half chance he had in the second minute, I think it was where he was through and he could have had a shot and we all probably were screaming, shoot, 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 yeah. need a goal. And he passed it to Tete and it was blocked which A, showed that we were up for it from the first minute. But I think personally for Vardy, that was a, that could have been a pivotal point of, you know, hey, he's you know, again, he doesn't want to um, take a shot. He doesn't want to take a chance. And which we talked a bit about last week when we played Man City and, you know, the offside situation where he took it round Edison and didn't put it in the back of the net. And we thought, oh, is he, is he wanting it? But I think he certainly showed today or yesterday that he wants, he wants this. He wants to keep us in the Premier League. He ran his heart out and he kind of came off knackered. You know, he was injured, but he was also, you could see he was exhausted and he put everything into that, what, 60, 60 odd minutes that he, that he'd got. And I think after the game, um, we heard um, Dean Smith again say, Hey, look, started Jamie. I told him when he came off great performance, but we just wanted to put um, an extra midfielder in. And it was, quite you know it would have been a tough call and i think either of you know i think it could have been he or daka that had gone off but i think as jason said daka's performance on the the left wing he grew into that throughout the game as well and um but yeah it's all credit to jamie vardy and i want to you know keep on topic with him for now and just say that you know he got us the penalty he he, he threw off an injury he caused a he caused the crowd to get excited when he kind of put that shoulder challenge in as well that, that wasn't, I don't think, was a foul. It was one of those where it's a Jamie Vardy. He gives it a little bit of extra sauce. So probably it is because, you know, he's going to, that's what he's trying to do. You know, I think that, you know, if it's a hockey foul, he, you know, he's taken more than the two steps or whatever. So it becomes charging rather than a, a block, right? You know, you guys know that better than me. I'm just going from my EA. So no, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the, um, that was just great to see. And it, it like, it made the crowd who were, you know, it, it must have been so great to be in, in the crowd yesterday and just really kind of get pumped up and get behind the team. And they did an amazing job as well. Well, shout out in the crowd to uh, two of our fellow U.S. Foxes, Mr. Jordan Becker, friend of the podcast, has been on here many a time. Jason's brother was in the house. What an amazing game for him to be at. And, and our friend Lawrence was there as well hobnobbing uh, up in the suites. So, uh, man, yeah, shout out to those guys for helping provide an absolutely electric atmosphere because that, you know, when you can hear it, I mean, just the KP sounds different when when it's rocking and shaking like it was. And you could tell yesterday that it was definitely on the level of that. Um, let's talk about why that uh, penalty was so important because of the goal that we gave away. Uh, we see Yuri Tielemans with a bad giveaway. Um, it was kind of weird for me, though, because obviously it was a giveaway, but I, I I felt like only half our players were actually playing. I think guys were waiting for a call to be made or something, and that led to them being able to just walk through. I don't think it was as bad as people were making it out to sound when you have guys. Now, obviously, the, the old adage, you know, you got to play until the whistle and all that. But uh, I don't know. What are your th what are your thoughts on that play, Jason? And um 
our response yeah. to it. Well, I think what's concerning to me is that this is the third game in the row, row we've given up the same exact goal. Madison kind of, you know, getting the ball with his back to the play, receiving a short pass deep in our half. Ndidi against Man City, and now Yuri. Um, uh, you know, and I think that's something that Dean Smith has seen. He doesn't want us to play that way. Wants us to get the ball up the pitch quicker, and and doesn't want his you know midfielders receiving that, especially the ones who should should be higher up in the pit on the pitch, receiving the ball in, in that situation. So I think that's still a bit of a hangover from how we were playing under Brendan. So that kind of might take some time to 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 work out. But um, you know, Yuri is still kind of you know probably more used to playing in practices uh, and in training where maybe your, your teammates aren't going to jump on you as aggressively. Um, you know, Wolves, no pun intended, really kind of hunted him like a pack there <laughs> and got the ball right off of him. And I think everybody was just shocked and surprised that it happened. But the response after the goal was disappointing. But the response of the team, you know, was it was encouraging. It was a tough first half after that. Um, yeah, Wolves, you know, started to, to take more control of the game. But you know, the the boys, you know, bent but didn't break, and you know, kept trying to kind of get back into the game. And the effort was certainly still there. The crowd was certainly still behind the players, and. I think they they knew like, hey, look, this was a fluke, but if we if we stick to what we're trying to do here, you know, we'll, we'll get our rewards, and and it and it happened. Jim, you you uh, in agreement pretty much with all that? Absolutely, uh, yeah, Jason. I think nailed it with the sort of it was like one of those training. You're not allowed to touch me. This yeah. is non-contact, <laughs> yeah. um, or you know. But I think in initial watching, and maybe this is me having mental bias, but I, because we've seen it too many times of a wild pass, under-hit pass that is putting his midfielder in trouble. But watching it back, that is not the case. It was a perfectly good pass. It was well-weighted. Yuri just takes a really bad touch, and it just goes yeah. like two or three yards ahead of him. And in the Premier League, you can't do that. I think we're all expecting him to do sort of a bit of a Madison, Shield, pivot, whatever. And he just couldn't quite control football. and just showed how rusty he was. Um I think we also saw him tiring very, I saw him tiring very, very early in the first half. Yeah. I think he ran more in the first 25 minutes of that game than he did in the Man City game when he was on the pitch the whole time. Because obviously we were pinned back and there was a lot more sort of back and forth and progressiveness. And I think after about 35 minutes, he saw his hands on his knees and he's doubled over. And it's like, that's like watching me play, not watching Yuri Tillemans play. And, I think it was so, I think for personally for him to have such a poor game, but Matt, as you mentioned, the fact that he was there and he was smiling and beaming and cheering on the crowd, you know, he pumped up the crowd before the penalty. He pumped up the crowd, you know, after the game, he was on the bench. He was the first one to, to you know, to really Sprinting get off the bench. Exactly. Yeah. And I, so I think that's just, again, we kind of said last week, it's great to see that he's not mailing it in because he's, you know, potentially going at the end of the season as well, like Hags. But 
the fact that he's mentally part of the squad, regardless of his personal performance, is what you really want to see. And, um, you know, he, I think he tried, he did a sort of, you know, middling job. I would have, he would have been a candidate for me to maybe take off at halftime and bring on, you know, bring on a, a Mendy or bring on a, a Kin and Jewsbury Hall. I think probably Mendy, because I know we're going to get onto him in a minute, but watching Samare kind of progress the ball forward and carry it shows he's not a six. He's a, he's a more ball carrying eight and he's got, the strength, but he's got the vision as well to be able to play that. And he, the criticisms we've all had of him have been mental, um, just like mental concentration around defending. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it was tough to get, go down after 13 minutes, you know, I wrote in my notes, like, here we go again. Um, but right. yeah, we battled through. But that's that's it would have been the perfect we said a little bit of it earlier we said spoke a little bit about it earlier that uh it was just freaking that would have been a perfect top to just be like oh fuck hang your hats and i think even in the bar i think we were a little guilty of that ourselves but yeah jason speak some more on um on that. yeah i think i don't think anyone could look at that lineup that we put out and and say oh we're get we're going for a clean sheet I think all of us would look at that lineup and say, all right, we're probably going to give up a goal today, but we're going to just need to score more. So giving up one early probably, you know, wasn't the worst thing. It didn't feel like it was the end of the world because mm. we knew we, you know, would get chances. And I think the players knew that they would get chances too. And so that was good. And, you know, we talk about Yuri having a, having a difficult game, but this is kind of, you know, what a, what a real team does when they're you know fighting together and fighting for a cause is someone else steps up to get that guy's back and to pick him up and that's what samari did all game i thought he was fantastic i i know it's been a tough year for him and, and jim's mentioned sort of those mental kind of lapses that we've seen from him but we know we've he's got all the tools he's got the vision but more, just as important as having that vision, he has the technical ability to make certain passes. When you look at his highlights from from the game, he was making passes with both feet that were not easy to to make. And so to pick out your players and to deliver the ball the way he did, to you know cover as much ground as he did with a tiring midfield partner next to him, and also just to um, to show up and 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 play and you know each game is the biggest game of the season right now and to do that now and and now what's the the latest biggest game of the season after you've experienced two years of pretty much nonstop criticism to be able to to, to block all of that out and to, and to show up for your squad and to do that in front of your home fans um was just it was really impressive and i have to say i was just so thrilled for him and i can only imagine you know how good he felt um after putting in a performance like that because it was it was truly worthy of, of a man of the match award and so you i think got it and deservedly right, but yeah. um, sumari had had every right to to be up there almost scored a goal too and i mean it just speaks more to dean's dynamism as we called it earlier yeah. like Honestly, you've got a guy that is probably being allowed to play to his strengths now. 
Yes. And not being, you know, buttoned into this Brendan Ball bullshit. How many B's can I say? Um, and, you know, being able to actually play to his strengths as a player, which we're seeing all around the field and, and just watching guys reap the rewards. So, man, yeah, to see him, you know, the way you spoke about him getting forward, but then again, his vision on let's talk about the goal, you guys, the vision to see those that one two pass to christensen i mean that's that's fifa shit jason i mean yeah it's it's, it's beautiful it was like he saw the play you know several steps ahead of time right he knew when he was you know he was going to get that ball back and he knew where to play it Mm -hmm. and not only that he kind of was handcuffed when he received that that um we received yeah. the ball back and he was still yeah. able to make that pass. It was the it window. Was a great play. <laughs> the he window was kind of caught, like in between feet there when he, when he received the ball and it was yeah. sort of, and he had and handcuffed, foot cuffed, I guess. And, yeah. uh, but still got, got the ball through. And he played it on the run as well. He yeah. dribbled, he carried it for five, 10 yards or whatever it was before he played it. And he let Christensen kind of come and, Played. And it, and it was almost like for the first goal, you know, that was the, sort of similar with the ball that Kalechi played through to put um, Vardy through as well. You know, again, beautifully weighted pass. Nice to see that we're playing quick, quick passes through the lines to get, to you know, to get the get runners onto the ball, yeah. rather than sort of playing this play to feet behind people, having to turn. Yes. It slows down, slows down the game. You know the, the defense gets back and we've got nothing that's like what i was saying i think a couple of weeks ago like how come every damn team that we play can play a pass behind our defense but we never seem to be able to do that yeah you know against the other team and look at what they did they were playing balls behind behind the other team's back line Iannaccio, you know making that pass to Vardy that that drew the, mm-hmm. the penalty that ball through to, to christensen from samari uh this is what you've got to do. This is how you win football games. This is how you create quality chances. And 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 this is how you like make football fun to watch for everyone. And uh, it was um it's great to see those that those types of plays and um you know Ian Ianacho too. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about that guy, but there were so many times when we've needed someone to step up, someone to get us goals. And um, and he seems to be the guy to to always do that um, for us. He he made that pass to Vardy that set up um, um, the first goal. He had the stones to take the penalty as coolly as he did. I think scoring that penalty like as just calmly slotting it in the way he did. I think he made it even better. You know, I think a lot of folks were like, "Why is he taking it? Why isn't Yuri taking it? Oh, Vardy's hurt. You know, there are other guys." And Nacho mm. was like. Pfft. I got this. Like, don't even worry about this. I'm going to make this as look as easy as possible. And he did and just kind of made everyone just feel so reassured. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't know. Can, can you guys tell, can you tell I'm like pretty, pretty damn happy, pretty, Hell yeah, pretty no, pleased yeah. About, about this. And um, yeah. yeah, some damn senior man shit right there. Yeah. Stepping up and, and knocking that down like that. It was just like, like he, yeah. Yeah, it was. He he did that. Like he could have had the FA Cup trophy on his head, like the way when he was celebrating. <laughs> he was still, still slotted that goal, no problem. Would have been perfect. Uh, shout out though to Christensen on that for that cross too. Oh. Finding Timmy to also coolly tuck that away like a Belgian waffle was just <laughs> mm, chef kiss. 
absolutely gorgeous sends the kp fucking nuts i it was literally leonardo yujoa norwich like th those kind of vibes on that one you guys um yeah so yeah shout out to two boys getting that done as well because not an easy play with the you know the wolves falling back like they were and, and it says a lot mm. and man timmy looked what a celebration what you just the relief of the world off of uh, his shoulders after that so and what a guy that deserves it you know many a beer was built that goal going in i'm sure well we were we were all going crazy at football factor and i got ran through one of the flags and over to the towards the palace uh <laughs> guys too and they were like you know steady yourself steady yourself so to see this through like but it was just <laughs> there was such a release from everyone like yeah we haven't seen the boys do anything like that in so right. long yeah and to do it when it mattered the most i think it just it felt mm -hmm. felt really good for for all of us yeah it really was I can only imagine what, what jordan and lawrence uh felt like in, in the stadium and, and and jordan i love you and you know want, want, always want to see you and hang out with you but sorry pal you, you're gonna have to stay out there for the rest of the season if we're gonna start picking up wins like this 100 percent yeah, gonna need you to just move in over there, bud. Um, it was it was incredible, guys. I want to talk talk for another se uh, quick second too uh, about a young man stepping up into a role that we I had questions all year about, but that's Daniel Everson, who looks very very comfortable in this uh, keeper number one role. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim, I'll I'll start with you and your um, thoughts as a former goalie on on what you've seen. Uh, so far out of the young Dane, because right now he looks like he's been doing it a long time. He has. And I think something that's helping him is not having to play these sort of chip passes mm -hmm. out. You know, we saw a lot of him kicking it long. We saw a lot of him either just or playing a quick roll or pass to the back four and getting it going. But I think his, his positioning, his confidence that, you know, you must, he creates for his back four. Um, I didn't, I, I felt like nervous, obviously for the Ruben Neves free kicks, but I didn't feel like Danny Ward levels of nerves. You know, I think we all saw, you know, going back to the world cup, when we saw Marcus Rashford score against Danny Ward, I think most of, most of the world was surprised and claimed and, and praised Rashford for how great a finish it was. The Leicester fans went, no, Danny Ward just didn't cover his goal and you know, made it easy. Everson didn't, I think. We saw the one that hit the top of the net. He had it covered. The one that he saved and parried when we were 2-1 up yeah. was a really, really good free kick. It was traveling, and he he made himself, you know, he, he covered across, and he was watching it the whole way. And I just think that, yeah, he's, to me, he's cementing himself into the team, and not just for the rest of the season where, you know, we potentially talked about, you know, do we need a new goalkeeper? You know, you can see him growing into it and just getting that confidence and potentially what the Preston North End fans said about him becoming their player of the season. Um, he's just creating that calmness at the back that we know he'll come and he'll make saves, but he'll also cover his, you know, cover crosses and, and do other things too. Yeah. He's got incredible vision and it in not only in, you know, getting plays started, but also vision and watching balls come in because a lot of times we would see Danny flail at some of these and tip them over when, you know, you, 
yeah, there's a question. So he's put, making the safe play, but yeah, what, what you spoke about when he's watching it or he's, you know, doing the hands up, watching it go out to the side kind of thing or watching go over the top. Um, he sees the ball really well and he yeah. just looks more and more and more comfortable back there, Jason. Yeah. It looks like his positioning is really good. He always looks like very comfortable. Mm -hmm. he, he's never scrambling. Um, and he, he does have good reflexes. He is a, I mean, he's a great shot stopper and like credit to the manager, credit to, to, to Smith too, to like focus on what he like, have him do what he's good at. Mm -hmm. We're not good when our keeper has to make short little passes and, and do all of that. Like get the ball up the pitch, get it away from your goal. Um, and again, it just kind of makes me, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Soyuncu situation. Like, what are you doing? How are you keeping this guy on the bench all season? How are you letting it get to this point? But um, Everson, um, he has been, I think, outstanding since he got the job. And mm -hmm. um, now we're starting to see, you know, we've got a kind of what a, a back line that, that makes sense, that's defending well, a keeper that's – um, giving all the players in front of him confidence. And uh, and then that kind of sort of builds out to the rest of the side. And now, look, here we are kind of building the spine back in, into the mm -hmm. team, having um, Everson play well, having Foss and Soyuncu play well, uh, having Samare have the game that he did in the middle of the pitch, Iheanacho up there creating chances, Vardy getting behind the goal. And, oh, look at that there's a spine of a, of a pretty damn good, good team there. And that's without Madison in the lineup. And that's without Harvey Barnes in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, sounds pretty good to me, man. And I, and yeah, if, if, if we could get just a little bit of confidence rolling with the boys, it, it's, it's going to mean the world. Cause I mean, how look, even Tete looked usable. I mean, he was making some passes. Uh, he had a couple chances, his cro mm -hmm. or his corners, he's putting some great balls in from the corner. So who knows guys, what could happen? Um, before we go any further though, I did want to throw a couple minutes, uh, to our on, uh, in stadium correspondent, Mr. Oliver McLean, who sent us in his report from this week, um, and the giant match that took place yesterday. So Chris, if you got all these video ready go ahead anytime. Hey Matt, how you Foxes report as well. Um, hope you're all as buzzing as I am after that 2-1 win against Wolves. It cannot be understated enough how how big that three points is um, to, to our survival hopes. Um, that is huge. Coming from a goal behind, showing that determination to to want the ball to win it, to want to win the game is is incredible. Um, big, just oh wow, incredible. I'll be, I'll be honest, after that first 10 minutes, we were quality. We, we looked like we wanted it, but then we went a goal behind and just looked just looked bad, just looked awful. Kept giving the ball away and it was just awful. And I'll be honest, I wanted to leave about 30, 35 minutes. And then Ian Lacho got that, well, Vardy won that penalty, which is prime Vardy, which is what we love, what we've missed seeing from, uh, from your man. But yeah, um, that is a huge, huge win. Um, fuck, wow! Big, a big round of a 
round of applause for uh, for Son Yunchu. What a performance from that man there, not being played all season for whatever reason under Rogers because this, they've got they've got problems. What what a performance from him! I really I do hope he I've loved him since he came and I hope he hope he signs on, but I just don't think it it's going to happen. But yeah, that is one of the biggest three points that that we'll, we'll get all season and I'm buzzing about it um, it's, it's actually made me look forward to a game for once against Leeds on Tuesday it's like I'm, I'm looking forward to it um, yeah just buzzing absolutely buzzing come on the sitter keep the faith as always cheers absolute legend how how anyone could listen to that and not be totally <laughs> excited for the tuesday uh i what a legend jason well done also getting that last sip in before uh before doing the video and uh, uh also shout out to, to ali and his family for i know taking good care of uh jordan out there and i know they all watched the game out there um yesterday and and you know, all had a, had an awesome time. So wish I were with them, but uh, I'll, I'll get over and and see the the McLean soon enough for sure. Yeah, shout out to uh, Mac, Amish, and Harry, and Bob, of course. And uh, yeah, I, I I think there couldn't be a better family. And I, the thing I also love about having Ollie uh, do those is for our American fans just get to hear one of the most beautiful Lester accents that you will hear on that young man. It's it's good for them to hear, Jim. Don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. You can tell that he had a. It, it, you could tell his voice was going. He cheered so much, and you know, amazing analysis as well as always from Ollie on that. And especially, and I did love the little sip of beer in between thoughts as well. What a way to to clear your mind and refresh your vocal cords. He's one of us. That's a hundred percent sure. Um, so, guys, Tuesday, yeah, as Ollie said, we got Leeds next, um, who just got smoked six one by Liverpool and then beat yesterday by Fulham two to one. So they are going to be uh, looking hungry. Um, I don't know what what are you guys thoughts heading into this one, Jim? Uh, we'll start with you. They're they're definitely they're hunting points just as bad as we are right now. They are, yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting game to watch and to see them sort of, they're putting in a lot of effort and they're, 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 they are really playing hard and I was, I'm, I feel a lot more confident after yesterday's game than I would have been as well. I think just the fact that we just showed the energy and determination and quickness of moving the ball around and we'll need to move the ball. We know what Leeds are going to do. They're going to press, they're going to, stop us holding the ball at the back they're gonna run the hearts out we've got to kind of play smart tie them out play through them and i kind of really do want harvey barnes to come back because he loves a game against leeds as well and um i think maybe a bit of jamie vardy yorkshire rivalry too um would be would be great to see um but i'm, I'm, I'm loath to make a prediction apart from it's going to be another Another one. We haven't got many days left to grow our fingernails back. <laughs> Your thoughts, uh, Jason, heading into this one? Well, I'm certainly looking forward to the game a lot more now after seeing the performance against Wolves than I would have been, let's say, if we didn't have that game there. Um, so the, 
we've been doing a lot of table watching. And so during our game, you know, there, there were other lots of key games going on around us. And we've been watching everyone around us. We've been begging other sides for help, but then having been helping ourselves. And now we finally did pick up some points here. And so um, you can't go on a, on a run of, of victories without getting the first one. And, but now that's kind of quickly behind us. And I think, you know, nobody was expecting anything out of Man City. Did still almost get a point there. But this was the first real winnable game. It got, and the boys went out and, and got that win. So Leeds have been bottoming out. We know it's going to be a tough place to go, um, especially at night at, at Ellen Road. But um, I feel a lot better about going into that game. And I see no reason why this side, especially if they can be reinforced with a Madison getting back into the lineup and Harvey Barnes coming back. I've seen no reason why we can't go up there and, and get all three points. Yeah. It just, it does say that um, Harvey will be back according to Dean Smith. And it's something I'm reading. This was published five hours ago. So with matters and, you know, and uh, Harvey coming back into the side, I think um, it's, it's, you can only feel good. I mean, especially when you remember, we beat them 2 nothing already this year. So hopefully we can uh, go in there. And Harvey has scored in his last five in a row against them. So hopefully, yeah, we get him out on the left side and uh, we can get a good result. Guys, it's, it, it's so massive and huge. And I got to say, I wanted to, I forgot to say it last week, but I don't know if you guys saw, he did it again this week. Um, uh, Riyad Mahrez giving his shout out to the team and wishing us luck, uh, you know, after the Man City result. But then again, you know, sending the blue heart and the clapping emoji after the result against Wolves. So uh, just a quick few seconds on Riyad there, Jason. He had an amazing game yesterday. We watched the end of the bar. He had a hat trick for them against uh, Deffield. Quick shout out for the mouse man. Look, he is one of the greatest players I've ever seen in, in the shirt and may, may be one of the most skillful ever. I and, mean, you know, certainly um, Keith Weller fans still might have something to say about that. Um, I do appreciate a little bit more, um, a little bit of that classiness coming from, from Mars, especially, you know, when you, you know, look at the circumstances of, of how he left. So it's certainly nice to see, and it's good to see that he still cares about the club, maybe some time away and kind of reflecting, um, on, on what his life was like at Leicester as you know, now he's getting into his thirties now. Um, maybe he's kind of realized that this is a very special club that, that certainly deserves to stay in the league. Um, but also did see, um, guys like, you know, Shinji Okazaki and, and others, um, note, you know, who you can see how, how they so very closely follow the club. And I think that, um, says a lot about, um, the the culture that was built when they were all at the club and um, hopefully we are kind of getting back to that and, and getting back to that um, to that culture and that kind of attitude around the place and people just looking around and and remembering that that um, things are pretty special at the club and and when everyone is on the same page and, and and fighting for the same cause that this club is capable of achieving the spectacular and the unthinkable. Yeah, Jim, you echo that sentiment. Yeah, it's lovely to see that, you know, Riyadh's cheering us on, that the old players are kind of rallying behind and 
kind of encouraging, um, listening to the Pontus Kamak, um, on radio Leicester the other, that was, that was almost, that was great too, to show, you know, he's watching from, from Sweden and he's, you know, he's got some great insights and he, he kind of said, you know, of course I want us to win, but selfishly I want, cause he covers the premier league in, in Sweden. He said, I want to be able to cover the Leicester next season as well. And <laughs> that, that was just so awesome to, to see. And I think it just shows the great, um, community spirit and the, that we are a special place in the players' hearts and, and how they have you know, how we have a great connection with the players and the fans as well. And, you know, that we are a true family. Yeah. Unlike, uh, just unlike any club in the world, um, did want to get your opinion real quick, Jason, cause I saw your tweets earlier in the week on the absolute bullshit, uh, move by the premier league to move yet another one of our fixtures this time, the Newcastle match to a Monday night as well, which means we now will play a Monday, 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 Monday after this match against, um, against Leeds. Just speak for a minute on this. Yeah. It's um, ridiculous. Well, one of those Mondays is a bank holiday, so I guess, you know, it's not the worst yeah, I, thing. Yeah. You will see, like, the championship have a full slate. But the fact that these games keep getting moved, these games are getting moved under um, uh, really without much timing there just completely ruins the the, the plans, the travel plans that, that folks have. People have already spent money on this. Um, to now switch a game all the way up in Newcastle, Um a, a game that our season could, you know, rely on uh, to just to have to move this now last minute to a Monday night. Um, it's just it's a disgrace. Uh, I'm sick and tired of seeing this from from the league. They've been doing it just nonstop. They've done it to a lot of other clubs as well this year. But to give us four Monday games in a row, I think is just um, there. It shouldn't be allowed. And something needs to, to be done already. And I think this is something that um, American fans need to pay close attention to. I think we all like these clubs because we're getting to see something different than, than what we get to see um, on, on TV or, or at the stadiums and arenas in America. That the, the, the game is different. The culture is different. And a huge part of why we fall in love with these clubs is because you know football in the uk is hyper local these are community clubs these are not franchises these are clubs that have long histories that were by and large started by the people in those communities and traveling and, and going to the games is a huge part of um of the culture and um and we the players rely on that people look forward to that it's an escape but it's also something that that people have the right to to do and 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 should be able to go see their their football club and it should be made as easy as possible for people to do that but now more and more we're seeing this kind of turn into um the the premier league turn into just another television show and you know we'll move things around just because there's an open slot um, on TV, and it doesn't matter um, who's going to be at the game and, and and who has you know spent their money to 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 go to the game because that's a drop in the bucket compared to the TV revenue. And um, it's important, I think, for for fans to be aware of just how much of an inconvenience this is for 
um, the traveling fans and also the fans that are going, you know, to, to home matches as well. Um, and to um, even though we're watching on, on television, it might sound a little bit rich for, for me to say this, but I think we always need to remember that those folks that are going to the games should be um, the number one priority always. And um, they've gotten shafted and we, the club has gotten shafted, I think also um, as, as a result uh, of, of all this. And it's not easy to, to then, you know, have to play these games, especially after seeing the other results come in. Sometimes it's better to, to be able to, to set a marker down and, you know, take a little bit, um, take some of the pressure off of the rest of the weekend. And it's just, again, um, you know, the Premier League goes through and they, they issue their kind of form apologies, which are which are meaningless. And it's clear that the, the league and Sky um, and, and the other television networks really just don't care anymore. And they're, they're making money the way um, that things are currently set up. And, and I just don't see that um, there is going to be much change there unless there is a kind of a groundswell of, of you know, popular resistance to um to just how these schedules and fixtures are being treated yeah and it's i mean it's a clear advantage too uh, that the trip up to newcastle during the you know on the weekend versus going up on a monday night the support i mean it's good with people's work and stuff clearly going to take away from our voice in at st james and it's 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 bullshit jim absolutely um that's a long it's a long travel back and if you are trying to come home that night you're going to be wrecked for the next day for work you're not going to get home till i don't know two in the morning at least three in the morning um there are some games that's if you can even get a train back from there you're you're getting a train you can't for sure um and there are some games that are local that weekend you know i'm looking tottenham play brentford that's the early kickoff on the saturday um, you've got Fulham Palace, you've got um, Southampton against Brighton, which is kind of fairly local as well. Yeah. You know, they could have been some good games. Look, I get that, you know, is there, you know, on one hand, it's good because they want everyone to watch us and see if we're going to make the greatest game too, right? And uh, it's it's not great for the fans that have to travel and have probably even already bought their train tickets or have yeah. bought their, oh, you know, maybe booked some yeah. accommodation too, if they are staying and it's expensive to change. It's, you know, if you've got a non-refundable ticket, which you tend to do because the, the difference in price is incredible, um, you know, you could be wasting your money now. So um, I do really, you know, feel sorry for the fans. Yep, on a selfish point, you know, we're all at work too. That When the, when the game's going on on a Monday for the US fans, right? right? So right. Um, it's, it's tough to kind of pretend you've got afternoon meetings that you can't talk to your co-workers or, or clients or whoever three mondays in a row four mondays in a row right so um you're gonna get asked what are you doing on monday afternoons are you you know looking for other jobs so yeah we can right. try and sneak in but the amount that we love this club the amount that we want to get in and watch the game and not have to do it on a tiny screen while you're trying to you know do work and talk to people or whatever um and that's if you're in a job where you can even just watch the game in an in an office situation if you're not in an office situation, then you can't even pretend to what, you know, you're doing something else. Right. So it's, it's no, it's not great for anyone apart from, as Jason said, you know, sky and getting there, you know, potentially having a, some sort of story on the line that, that we're there. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully when we play Newcastle away, 
we're safe by then. Let's, let, so. let's think about that as a positive. Yeah, but you know, it would have. Wouldn't that be awesome for for traveling fans if we're safe by that point to to get a weekend, you know, out at the um, you know on the tune to 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 celebrate and have fun and and do all that and like, great place to go. You want to have a good time, yeah, and be cold. It's it's some bullshit, but it wouldn't be uh, a Premier League season if we weren't getting absolutely shafted by the Premier League at every turn anyway. So once again, guys, it's Leicester City against the world, and uh, there's hopefully no place that you'd rather be than uh, alongside the U.S. Foxes podcast uh, along for this fight because we are going to need all hands on deck. So whatever yeah. you can do Tuesday, if you can get to the pub with a friend or two or anything, if hide hide your phone at work, whatever you got to do, we respect the game and we are right there along with you um, in, in the struggle. So, yeah, guys, Leeds Tuesday, massive match. Let's send all the good vibes. Not sure what we're going to do recording-wise. We'll, we'll send a tweet out if we're going to do one between then, and I think we almost have to. So we'll, we'll keep you posted on what the pod situation is going to be. But, yeah, thank you for spending a little time on this uh, beautiful Sunday with us. Uh, celebrating three massive points and hopefully what is a catalyst uh, to come for the rest of the season. So for Chris behind the scenes, Jason in New York and Jim down in Texas, thank you all for joining us as always on the U.S. Boxing's podcast. We will see you next time. And uh, yeah, keep the safe.